Will Andy do the introduction? Yeah, hold on. Don't be shy. Welcome back to Kings and Generals, the podcast. You always wondered who the voiceover was of this YouTube channel. Now you know. Please subscribe so we can have more bones. <laughs> You're famous. You famous. Can we make a can we make an Instagram page for Indy as well and get like Well, that's basically mine. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome to the Friendly Geordie's podcast. Girl. We're very happy that you joined us today. We've got a full podcast filled with very exciting segments. And the first one is Miss Love, I think you'll appreciate this segment. For the first Frankie's. time. Frankie's. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Frankie's in the pre-show. If you want to know more about that, then uh, become a patron. Um, the first one is Pentagon has just confirmed a UFO. Tell me more. So uh, look, yes. throughout, there were reportings that I've seen this uh, uh, this unidentified flying object, and always the response was, "It's a smudge on your camera screen. Stop it." But right. for the first time, Pentagon has said, "Yep." The video. So some marine can't remember his name. I think his name's Campbell something. He uh, he was um, he was recording a footage on a thermal radar, which is you know the one that captures yeah. heat. And what you could see, I've seen the video. I've seen the photo actually. You, you have. So it's like yeah. a spherical slash pyramidish object, and it's coming at an extremely fast pace, goes straight into the water. And here's the the oh, crazy shit. bit about it. It has no debris. It was not destroyed. Anything in like this world's physics that go- hits the water at that speed will leave traces, but not this. So whatever it was, it's working at a... The, the physics laws are completely different for this. There are several theories. I can get into the theories, but what do you guys think about this? Do aliens well, exist or what? Well, I think I should precursor by saying, once again, Jordan is in the right chair. Yes, finally. <laughs> Couldn't come at a more opportune time. It's just like, is that chair a UFO? It looks like alien debris to me. Sorry. Yeah, you if wait you zoom in on the footage, it just has on it right there. Oh, of course, it was Razor. No, no, sorry, sorry. Pentagon Look, denies it I, once again. I love this stuff. I, I, I'm just, I love suspending my, you know, disbelief at, at these times. I, I think it's unequivocally a UFO. What do you think? Well, it is a UFO. Well, it is a UFO, but I'm just trying to figure out what alien from Men in Black it is. <laughs> yeah. And that Democratic candidate that was laughed off the stage and his career run as president was stopped because he said that he's seen a UFO. Joe right? Biden? And everyone started laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> it was a show. Hey, enough of this malarkey. Just Aliens please. exist. We all know that. <laughs> malarkey. <laughs> Who was yeah. it? Unidentified to him is anything that isn't the Hindenburg blimp. <laughs> Quantish. Yeah. <laughs> but so do you guys want to hear what the theories are? Yeah. Yes, do you have any? Please. I mean, one yeah, of the me. theories is, and these are all the rational theories. One of the theories is it is actually a drone that is being used by a foreign power. I knew Tonga was up to something. <laughs> Jesus. But then the, Just a Tongan. The problem is... <laughs> and, and like, do it a cannibal. <laughs> Codename China. 
Yeah. But, but the, the problem is, if Chinese have invented that kind of technology, we're done. They've won. <laughs> then, <laughs> That's like, true. If they have managed to defy physics, then yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, World War Three is over. True. Um, but that's one of the theories. The other theory is it's uh, it, it's it's being used by Pentagon uh, as like this um, to basically get more funding for Space Force. Ah, but what is it? But, no, Even if I've seen a lot of unidentified flying object footage, and I'll admit a lot of it does just look like a smudge on a camera. <laughs> but every now and then you do see something that is unexplainable. Yeah, as in it's going in one direction, it goes in the other direction. Wow. I don't know if helicopters can do that. Well, yeah, but the the general yeah. consensus no, about those was that, um, and I've got this from the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, that apparently there's a lot of aircraft that the American military uses that are kind of classified because they're still in their developing stage and they look like UFOs. Mm. There's a few pictures out there because it yeah, has come can out. Can they move like UFOs? Apparently they can, latest technology. But we don't know. That's one of the uh, theories that is being posed for that. But this well, is not that actually kind of ties into Alex Jones's theory that... Everything that you're seeing right now, it's really from the 50s. That's the technology. Just think about it like that. We're about a century behind mm. in what they actually release. Mm. And then he showed Shit. us footage from the 50s of, I think, 3D goggles that existed. Yeah. And they did look exactly like my Oculus. Mm. Which just adds more theory to the fact that I should be sitting in this chair. <laughs> <laughs> but come on. Sorry. It does <laughs> It does seem like that is a way of explaining the you part in UFO. I think Jones is onto something here. I mean, there's no doubt that they that, that it is a time release of technology. I mean, e even if you look at the fact of like the iPhone technology, the internet, you know, being essentially like a government hoarded invention, FBI, CIA, whatever it was. Look, all of that might be true, but there's the last theory that it's aliens. Mm. We're missing the main, we're missing the elephant in the room. And the Pentagon has basically said the, the video is real. It is a UFO. What do you think? I think... Well, I don't know what to think, but here's my question. Let's assume for a fact, let's assume for a second that it is aliens. The question then becomes, why are they trying really hard to hide themselves? If you have that level of technology, well, see, wouldn't you just like announce that you're I've here? been Maybe it's just like we're <clears throat> North Sentinel to them. That's exactly what I was going to say. I've been dabbling with this theory here and there upon the ponderings of my mind that uh, it's a trippy thought that everyone, you know, you think about aliens like, oh, they're gonna invade. It would be, I think the trippiest thought is 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 uh, that aliens are so uninterested with us and our level of civilization that we're like ants Yeah, to but them. what are they doing in Hawaii then? Coconuts? Don't know. <laughs> I mean, well, hey, how about this? This is my personal. But theory. that is a possibility. It is. Coconuts. It is a possibility. That's no, like not actually, the coconuts. That like <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. They're probably like burrowing to the center of the ocean to get the ink from a giant squid because they realize that gives them better better orgasms. I don't fucking know. That's actually the Michio Kaku <laughs> theory. Yeah. Hey. The Michio. Do you know the Michio Kaku who's like this? Uh, 
uh, one of the OG in intellectuals of the dark web, but like um, he was more about science and why Einstein is amazing. I just he said that wow, the aliens. What an edgy opinion! Is this the guy Dome Kang loved? Of the net. What? Is this the guy Dome Kang loved? Fat Fist Freddy. <laughs> no. He was the original of the intellectual dark <laughs> That guy is really dark. <laughs> yeah. I reckon he still got 50 followers on Facebook. Oh my yeah. God. He was saying that it's, it's lower not- than Forest Hall levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but way more woke. Yeah. His thing was that it's not that the aliens are hiding themselves from us. It's just that we're too stupid to know that they're there. He mm. was saying that he so compared black. humans to like a uh, goldfish in a bowl. The goldfish just revolves around. It doesn't even realize that there's a... No, there's a human behind it. Well, apparently when the Mayflower rocked up to the New World, uh, Indians couldn't see it for a week and it took their tribe elders a long time Whoa. of staring out there and thinking, why are the waves moving like that? And then <sighs> finally their brain could comprehend that there was a huge wooden boat there. And let's, wow. let's just think about the wow. gap in technology between a wooden boat and something that can dive into the ocean and not leave debris. Mm. Then again, why is a marine looking at it? They're all pretty dumb. Like they're called jarheads for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a good point. I mean, well, maybe it's not a marine. It's someone. I don't know what it is. I mean, some, uh, even someone. even even the idea that like you know, I mean, I think that we use. Isn't it like we use like twenty percent of our brain? Capability? That's a myth. I actually looked really? it up. No, we don't. We use most of it. Ah, <laughs> okay, that's a that's myth. Like I think we use twenty percent of it when we're watching TV. Right. Well, uh, but collectively we use most of it. But the mm. doors of human perception are, I mean, that example is pretty, pretty uh, poignant of that, that something can be in front of your face. I mean, it's, you could, you know, it happens when you're looking for something. How often are you looking for something? And it was in front of you the whole time. Oh. What about yeah, and that's salt. <laughs> You've seen salt before. I know. A few times at least. Definitely. So, so like, oh, I mean, I have, but uh, <laughs> I don't think it's an un- unbelievable thing that, uh, you know, I we, reckon that they've definitely contacted there. this planet before. And I'm just pretty much basing that off this one Discovery Channel documentary I saw when Discovery Channel started taking a real nose dive. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know when they started doing documentaries about Our Mermaid's Real? Ah. Kardashian was like, really? That's crazy. I knew it, bitch. <laughs> then again, I was one of those people because the fact that they showed a skull of some ancient Egyptian priest that made it go more oblong-shaped by putting a bunch of bands on it to shape it over right. time and then showed them some mythology that they had, the same as aboriginals here that there are something that looks exactly like those big headed aliens that lived in the cracks and taught them about hunting there's a lot and of this one taught them about pyramids and they're just in exact alignment with stars that's bizarre that's bizarre Let's just put it this way as ali would say it's a theory yeah a theory. what about this this is my theory and this yeah. is probably not accurate but hear me out hey wait a sec Ali is short for alien. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> okay, how about this theory? Look, so clearly, you know, like we've evolved over the years, right? So we've yes. gotten better at understanding our nature with like hundreds of thousands of years. And because the uh, the universe is expanding, whatever aliens are, are clearly way ahead of us. 
if they are managing to come down here, they've been they've been around a lot longer than we have, essentially. So they are way more advanced than us. So in pre-scientific revolution age, they would have probably contacted us in forms of like what we now say god whispers us or whatever the 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 flame uh, flaming bush of moses but since the scientific revolution they've been like okay now they are on the path to come to where we already are but it will obviously take us like thousands of years mm. more so then they're like they don't want to fuck with us because they're like okay now they're on the right track so they'll move on could it, be an experiment. Yeah. Could be that they need squid ink. <laughs> squid ink Dude, is very cool. It could be either. Honestly, it, it, not. Well, that's the other thing. It's if they're <clears> beyond <throat> our comprehension that we can't see them. Surely the reasons for them contacting us are beyond our comprehension. And it's that's, not that far off to think that they have just created some device that is near impossible for us to see because. My snake, for instance, mm. sees the world in a completely different way to I see it. You know? Are you calling that's what I'm sna- saying. alien that's what I'm snakes? Saying. Like it's easy to have your pre your your your, your perceptions when you f- when you like you know you're on a different plane. Like different animals have different sense like ability to see sense. But like that, yeah, you know. even this dog. If we turned off all the lights, apparently the dog wouldn't really even notice that the lights are off. Damn, because it's sleeping. She has better eyesight. She than is us. sleeping at the moment. That's not a good example. But <laughs> if she wasn't, they see asleep, light though. They see light. They see light, but apparently at dark time, is that the scientific word for it? <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, or otherwise known <laughs> as night. Yeah, it's <laughs> known as night. They can see objects mm. five times better than we can see objects yeah. in pitch black, and their eyesight isn't great. I think our eyesight can distinguish more colors than theirs can. Colors, but that's yeah. apparently because like we needed to know. Uh, no, what's we traded off night shit. vision. Yeah, for we fruit. traded off night vision for fruit. Yes. What? Yeah, evolutionarily speaking. You know what? Maybe <laughs> that's, that's incredible. Because my mum, <clears throat> she reckons that she's lived in a couple of houses that have been haunted over her time, <laughs> and that's no conspiracy. Australia's definitely got some haunted places, but anyway. But she was saying that somehow the dogs are always first to know. As in her dog, which is very similar to Indy's, used to be growling at a corner, doing that thing with its hair off its back. Right. Jesus, that'd be bizarre, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. On that note. Or maybe the dog was kind of crazy. That happened. Yeah, it's a possibility. On that note, though. She also saw the ghost. But then again, my mummy is also crazy. (laughs) On that note, someone showed me this clip of this guy that was on one of those shows that was like, my house is haunted. And how good's this? How like 2021 is this? He was like certain the house was haunted. And like, it was like, we'll leave some salt out. And it came back in the morning. It was like, leave this place. And this guy, this guy was like, I'm two mortgage payments off, man. And just went, did that. And just wrote like, no, you leave. And was just like, I'm going to bet. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> Fucking with the, the, the dead. <gasps> Holy hell. <laughs> Ultimate boss. <laughs> and it wasn't like a comedy show. It was one of those really serious ones. It's like, we are going to help you. And he's just like, yeah, I need all the help I can get. 
Fucking bullshit. Uh, he, he, we, we, Mambo t-shirt says, <laughs> animal staring at walls means they're sick or dying. Did the dog die afterwards? Mm-hmm. No. So Mambo like. He went on to live a long and happy life of 12 years. That is long for a dog. So, uh, so now average. Mambo, is that it? means that you are irrelevant just like your name now. But you know what else? It's probably the guy because who made Mambo. So <laughs> that's something you. we were discussing in the previous pod, <clears throat> that when people are crushing over the only people they speak to are former friends of theirs that died, that come in and visit them. And I'm assuming John Edwards. <laughs> and John Edwards wasn't in the room. I, I, maybe, maybe that was one of mum's housemates. Who knows? Maybe he had a stint in Australia Let's for a be while. Honest. Just being like, this Hollywood thing isn't working. Wait, Let's be John honest, Edwards it wouldn't be surprising the... would it, if your mum lived with him. <laughs> right. The guy from like Nick Cave's band, John Edwards. Is that All from the Twilight? Stars. What? John Edwards? No. Jesus. You, do you know John Edwards? No. Google him right now. I bet now. you know him Google as it. the failed presidential candidate against Obama. <laughs> American television personality. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Never seen the guy. What did well, he ever do? Isn't it amazing that he hasn't aged? He, that man's <coughs> never crossing over. Because he is All right. a so time traveler. I learned something today. Dude, this guy is the guy... That goes in a room and it's like, I'm getting something here. A woman. You, yes, oh, wait, a woman. This is the, the haunted guy, haunted house guy, is it? No, he the He goes around with like a meter and says, yep, definitely ghost. Mm-mm. He's on Kyle and Jackie O quite a lot. All right. And every time someone rings he up. Does he does this, look. Nothing but I'm getting something. Pakistani. Okay. Pakistani, I'm getting a dr- car. Dri- driving, driving car. And you go, yeah, I saw a ghost in the desert while I was driving once. It's like, that's what I'm getting. That's what I'm getting. I'm sick of people making fun of him, though, because even if he is cold reading, that's still impressive in itself. Mm. You're just not impressed because you actually are psychic. But to the rest <laughs> of us mere mortals, the fact that he can sit there and be like, is someone in your life died? No. Well, sh- surely someone has died. Come on, like... Yeah, actually, they have. Okay. <laughs> uh, Everyone has had right. someone in their family die. No, look, there's a criticism that he's just a bullshit artist, but Jordan's saying that he, he still has the talent to be able to, like, you know, like, assess people's reactions pretty vividly and get yeah, to some Yeah, but Jordan epic- sleeps outside a house because he's afraid that there's a ghost inside. That was a kind of scary house. A man house. who's afraid of ghosts but not afraid of the wrath that the state brings him. <laughs> for yeah, I know, that's him. Hey, there's a guy outside your house trying to kill you. It's fine. I'll just go home at the most sketchy times of the night on my own. It's cool. And I'll leave the doors open. And I'll leave the doors unlocked. <laughs> and then, like... Yeah, a really secluded, really beautiful part of the Blue Mountains. Ghost. Yeah, look, I am Shaggy from Scooby Doo. I am. I shouldn't be part of that. You know that that van, but yet somehow I am. I don't know why I'm so scared of ghosts. I really don't, and I don't even know if I believe in them. I just know that I never want to meet one. I don't know what it is. Apparently, they can kill you even if you don't believe in them. Huh? They can kill you even if you don't believe in them. Well, that allayed my fears. <laughs> as long as they can kill me. That's, I, I just don't want the salt saying, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the scary part to me. Yeah. You know, there was this movie. I can't remember which one it was, but there was this ghost of a witch. And then the kid comes in crying to the parents saying that there is a witch talking to her 
just telling her like, you know what you should do? I think you should kill yourself. That's so much scarier to me than a ghost wielding a knife or trying to possess you. I told you the story about my ex's mum when she was a little girl with her sister living in England. There was just a boy that would cry at the end of their bed. (laughs) And there was like... We would talk to him all the time and play with him. I know. And they were so passive Her about husband? it because I said, what about <laughs> no, that boy, ghost that was man. crying at your bed? And their response was, huh? oh, yes, Tommy, Tommy. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. What is that response? All right. I need to learn from them. Have you guys seen, just on that note, <clears throat> have you guys seen that footage? It's like a YouTube video. It's like, uh, it's like uh, creepy shit found by drones and there's some that are kind of lame but there's one that is irrelevant of if it's a ghost or a witch that's completely irrelevant even if it's just a person it is creepy it's this fucking forest in the middle of nowhere uh just flying around like just forest for miles 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 and then there's like a figure basically just looks like a witch like with this cloak on, this white cloak, just been like, can't see it. And the, and the, the, the fucking thing's just like, bzz, bzz, and just kind of goes down to it. And then like the figure just kind of like, you never see its face, but kind of like looks and then just sort of like, and like scurries away into the bush. And it's like, if that's a person, what are you doing? <laughs> Looking for fucking- Why are you so scared of getting shot down? And like- are you, are you, like I don't think you're dressed to to for like maple tree, you know, sapping. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, so yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just like a, you know, Opeth fan. I don't know. Probably was actually. But like, what what do they do? These Opeth fans? They just go into the forest alone and just like conjure up spirits alone. Because the only people that dress in a white cloak are druids. So it basically is a witch. Wait, what is a druid? It's just a male witch. Oh. Damn, they're called druids? Well, I don't know. I Isn't that, that the, the priests in pagan times? Isn't that their version of a pope? The guys that used to sit around Rosetta Stones and... No, not Rosetta Stones. The, oh. the circular stones. That oh. like, Why are they in a circle? <laughs> Did somebody Why put are them? some of them knocked down? Mm-hmm. Is it because they're thousands of years old? We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, unsolved mystery, but it's so lame. Right, we've we figured the aliens bit out, so let's move on to our next topic. Um, fat Dicon cracks. Figured that out. Definitely. Fat, I don't know. What are you? Recommend? Fat Dicon cracks. Not having a bar of it. Can we skip this bullshit? What do you want to talk about? Discord? Something of Man, worth? She's on yes, crack, yes, so she doesn't know what's up. That's so much more interesting than a potential witch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aliens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know, I know. No. Memes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, just think about that druid thing running away as a meme. Yeah, now you're int- Now yeah, you're, yeah, you're on board. Are you fat dark on crack? Let us know. <laughs> and the dog was probably fucking with Jordan's mum for the meme. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure, thank you. Thanks, yes. Pat. I can crack. Thank See, you. You can make anything interesting. Yeah. Do you guys, uh, what's his name? Uh, Donald Glover 
slash Childish Gambino. You're said aware that, of him? Said that Hollywood is shit because people aren't taking chances because of PC culture. Damn right. Mr. Love knows what's up. He's totally updated with the news stories. And he's right, in but my opinion. But don't you think he's like low-key responsible for that? As well? I don't know much about his shit. Was he in Community or something? Or He was in Community. He Apparently, everyone says he's extremely talented the problem is i no, don't know his work he was like that that video clip that video clip he did was like everyone dies in america bang bang did you know there's guns in america bang you didn't bang. know that so yeah uh, thank you so much he's kind of adding I don't, I don't get it i don't get him and i'm not a huge fan and apparently that's blasphemous people love that guy but the point isn't what he said the point is that there is a big problem in hollywood um People are afraid to make movies straight up because they don't know what particular what they're allowed thing to make is going to get them canceled or not even just canceled. Like it'll just bring negative publicity. Everyone's just too scared yeah. to even make movies. Yeah, now. Rome is well. Falling. He's either the most per, uh, perfect person to be talking about that or the least perfect person because that man is just a giant example of cancel culture in action. But is he? I don't know enough about him to make that judgment. I thought he was, but I don't know. Is he? I don't, I don't know. That's what you were saying. His no, whole no, no. Shtick is like, did you know guns are bad? Well, look. Well, it's not yeah, a, no. It's, yeah, it's not his whole shtick. It's just that, like, obviously, he, you know, that was his. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, the whole, the whole, like, Rome's just falling. Just that's that. No, it's so not about falling. But but where does this end? Because eventually, commercial end. interests are going to come in. Like investors are going to be like, hey, where is that next superhero movie? <laughs> we need money. So that will where always would come. it end? Yeah, that, that has come. to come, right? So there but, but that's that's just 101. I mean, watch any of the new Marvels and it's just like, it's just, I don't know, it's Al Jazeera with Spider-Man in it. So it's like... Hey. <laughs> yeah, look, I think we all know the answer to that. The fact that Hollywood has this, mm, I don't know what's culturally sensitive and what isn't. Let's just make another Texas Chainsaw Massacre where people are getting ripped apart by a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Wholesome family fun content. Yeah. But you know, even with that, like, I don't want to make this controversial, but I could totally imagine a horde of Twitter followers being like, why did you kill that particular Indian man first? But that's the thing. Why it never not ends. kill the white man Exactly. First? This should and never, so you, it, exactly. It gets, it, like, you start, you start going over these ridiculously superfluous subjects with a fine tooth comb. And it's like, everything can be, uh, interpreted as how a person individually sees something as uh, yeah, individually uh, offensive. You can do it in any way. You can, you, like this table, you could, if you were good at it, you could really just be like, oh my God, there's a million ways to be offended or have, you know. Well, you sitting here is one of the big reasons. Exactly. Yeah, I'm offended. Uh, exactly. You just paid out Al Jazeera for no reason. I had to keep quiet about that shit. Exactly. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Microaggression. So it's like, <laughs> it's it's. I think it's a dangerous game. It's bizarre. And also, I thought art was supposed to be able to transcend these boring things that, like, didn't people start to create art to, to transcend the discourse? Like, Everything now is political. It's like, can I? Is there one realm I cannot be political? Anything? An ice cream stand? No, no. Okay, an ice cream stand is the 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 Senate now. Senate yeah, ice cream. You're right. You're right. Well, they do sell the gay ice cream. Bit I'm saying it's everywhere. I'm saying that it has to be like, like every single element of society has been forcefully injected with 
postmodern theory and objective. Like, I, I just think it's it's bizarre. That, that I, I think we're yeah. missing the forest for the trees here, which is why is Childish Gambino talking about directing movies? I'm sick of this jack of all trades shit. Yeah. Can he just pick an art? But a lot of people stop, do that. Stop being out comedy. So he's like, I'm a comedian, I'm a singer, I'm an actor. But he sort of pulls it off, right? No, he doesn't. Uh, okay. Just get good at one. What is this <laughs> celebrating hipsters? Well, what so, you, uh, director, what um, I'm of, an artist as well. What do you think of Dave Not Grohl? Not good at any of them. What do you think of Dave Grohl? I think that Dave Grohl is the greatest musician <laughs> of all time. <laughs> what, does he do other it. things, does he? I don't even want that man making sandwiches. He should pay someone else to do he that. Would, Just focus on rocking. Hey, that's a cancel worthy uh, opinion. So why? Shut it. Because people love him. He's God. Who? Dave Grohl. No, Childish Gambino. And I was about to say. <laughs> this is getting too far, man. <laughs> no, look. Well, what's her opinion? What's her opinion? Well, so I was watching um, the guy. I'm who agreeing wrote, with him, by the way. It yeah, has no, no, gone we all are far. agreeing with him. But yeah. like, um, uh, I was watching uh, an interview of the guy who wrote Game of Thrones. What's his name? The guy uh, who wrote the oh, book. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the sailor, the, the fat, fat sailor. Yeah, J.R.R. Martin or something. Yeah, yeah I don't know. George just Miller or J.R. Martin. We all know you want to be J.R. Tolkien. Just change your name. Just change your name. He's he already was, there. <laughs> he was like, he was asked a question. He was like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shit. And lose some weight. That's you can't. I take that. I take yeah, right, yeah. You can't write fantasy work in the 21st century and not be obese. He's a successful <laughs> neck beer guy. Leave him alone. Got body positive. Go on. Uh, but he was saying that one of the things that was asked. Marries Lizzo. Yeah. One of the things that he was asked during like a talk was, Fuck. why are all the um the the slave army or something? Why are they all black? To his and his response was. First of all, they weren't black. We filmed it in Morocco. And so we had to get extras from Morocco. And you can't find that many white people in Morocco. So that's why they were- And also I would, I would imagine that if he's being, cause Game of Thrones is sort of like an allegory of history. He's just basically like played image of Age of, Empire, Age of Empires. And no, it's they been were like, white slaves too. Oh, the, no, no, they were, but surely there was predominantly black slaves throughout well, history. At, at, in recent he, history, yes, but like right, when you go okay. back, right, right. not necessarily. No, but in ancient history, Egyptian was a slaves, slave. but Egyptian yeah, slaves. Yeah, like in, in ancient history, anyone could be. Because a slave, I thought yeah. that I thought that the sla that those the like I know who you're talking about. I forgot what they're called in Game of Thrones, but I thought the it was Dothraki or something. Yeah, I, don't know. I thought that was kind of like an allusion to Egyptian slaves. That's what I thought he was aiming at. It's like oh, this is a vague allusion because he's not that great a writer. He's just he's just gotten stories about history and tweaked them and just being like yeah there's a dragon though oh it's fantasy well i don't know look whatever it is maybe there was but, it, but it's like, just like again, you, sh you but don't you think anything can be construed as like uh it's like why assume that everything i don't know i don't th i think quotas are so silly to quotas? such a where did that what come from that <laughs> Everything, everything. I'll tell you how. Now, you know what? I'll He's you, actually I, right. I'll explain yeah. it if you if don't understand. If that slave army had quotas, if it was that a, would be insane. Would, and that really does show where we are. You're right. It is the decline. Thank you. You, no, I'm on board with me. No, what I'm telling you one. is like, ideally it's like there should have been a black slave and an Asian slave. And it's like, it's like someone, someone had to go at, um, the director of nine, 19, whatever the fuck it's called 31 or whatever. And it's like, why was everyone white in that movie? It's like, because like, apart from there, there was like some Indians that fought for the English and there was, you know, indigenous 
Australians have fought in in the wars, but it's like it was historic. It was a film that was historically accurate. That's why it was. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you Apparently, why. there were more it was based in Europe in 1930. Yeah, yeah sorry. Like, apparently, there were more Indian fighters than there were white fighters. I read that somewhere recently <laughs> in the second in the first world war because of yeah. uh, well, where the fuck were they well they were, were fighting they the in front like, line fighting yeah, they were fighting in like southeast asians oh uh, right but Why they were, they were more in terms one. of numbers yeah world war one and two because like the british well, there was a front the there. british empire what yeah. in bali no in like uh who are they like, fighting cambodia the japanese ah uh, no, that's world war two then oh yeah but either way they are what was japan doing in world war one don't know. Preparing for World War Two. But do you understand? Like, you understand my point. I understand your point. And look, this uh, isn't whatever. a nuanced it's point. It's like yes, there are many shades. It's like, you know, let's let's not let's not destroy art, shall we? Hey, you want a really cancelable opinion? No, we don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, it's World War One based. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you. Is it yes. based? No, no. It is based. No, no. We don't it's want that opinion. So based. No, I know what your opinion is, and we'll save that. For the up late pod, shine up on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it. For the I know what it is. Look, the next the next segment is going to be pretty cancel worthy as well. So <laughs> let's right, let's right, keep let it for just, the up late. Just make this is a teaser for the Patreon, no. for the Patreon only. You want to sign up and hear some really based opinions? I will defend why constitutional monarchies are better than democracies. Anyway, go on. <laughs> All right, well, Panthera, Panthera, Panthera. <laughs> um, look, the second Panthera. The next segment. Yeah, finally. Some real music around. Mm. Look, the next segment I need you guys to be slightly serious for because I'm gonna set the ground rules beforehand. All right, give me some vape. You can keep the you can have the vape. But we're gonna talk about we Israel and Palestine. Was. However, <clears throat> the internet is riddled with opinions. You're Give supporting Gaza or you're supporting Israel. We have a fact. And there is there's there no are aliens. Facts. We're all about facts on this. We're podcast. gonna. So what I'm gonna do is there are no opinions are allowed in this segment. Yeah. I'm going to recount the history for people that are sitting at home. Look, a lot of people might know a lot about this conflict, but some people might not. And the people that don't know about con about the conflict, they feel pressurized. To, <coughs> you know, if they fall, if they say that Israel is good, then they're afraid that they've let the Palestinians down, or if they do the Palestinians, then they feel that they're anti-Semitic. So we're not going to go into that debate of mm. who's right or who's wrong. We'll let them make that decision. So hence, no opinions allowed. You guys can ask questions. Well, that's lucky because I don't actually have any opinions on it. So but yeah, I'd rather change for and, and someone just to, who makes a career off opinions <laughs> doesn't have one about the conflict of our time. But, but just, to, just to give a heads up on like where we stand, Jordan and I are big fans of Noam Chomsky. And Miss Love is a big fan of Gavin McInnes. And that's <laughs> where the we will keep... two heavyweights of our yeah, time. That's where we will I'm keep I'm a big fan of opinions. Noam Chomsky as well. I'm a huge fan of Noam Yeah, Chomsky. but like, look, there's yeah, a point where I said that. Not enough to listen to him. Uh, okay, so we'll start not off... Not true. We'll, we'll just... And, for, and bear with me for all those people who already know most of this, but for the people that don't, I want to give a quick recap of how this conflict began and where we are today. So it starts off with the First World War. In the First World War... What is today Israel and used to be called uh, Palestine? Israel. Israel. We used to be called. Uh, that's that's not a question. You can say is it Israel or is it Israel? I thought this was about facts. Hold your hand out. No, the other way. Bad. Bad. Not a question. See, you don't have to shun me, guys. Only <laughs> questions related to fact. Maybe the audience can give opinions. So it starts with World War One. During World War One, 
what is today Israel and at the point at that point was like East Palestine Bay. or Philistine. It was uh, Philistine. Well, Philistine is just like uh, is another pronunciation for Palestine. Is it? Yeah, we call it Philistine. That's right, well, That's not right. Phallic. You said phallic. Oh my god, that's sexist. No, I thought Philistine was a word for somebody who's not cultured. That's what I thought. No, no. Getting to the bottom of the facts. <laughs> well, it's in Arab. And it's, well, and like, look, there's like, <coughs> most people say Gaza, even I say Gaza, but it's like Gaza. What is it? Gaza. I'm not saying that. Anyway, well, you don't have I'm to. I'm saying it. It's fun. You can't even say it. You don't have. You have. Yeah. <laughs> his. His. Hummus. Hey. <laughs> Only Homus. questions. Only questions. <laughs> All right. Is it pronounced hummus or not? <laughs> yeah. The que- he's gonna. He's gonna override. He's gonna fuck the questions. But anyway, go. I don't on. actually know. Maybe hummus. I don't know. But okay. So in the First World War, what is today Israel was controlled by the Ottoman Empire. Yeah. And the Ottoman Empire was versing the British Empire, and the British Empire pl- promised what today is Israel. To a whole bunch of people, they told the, um, the 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 what are today Saudis that were fighting against the Ottomans on behalf of the British that once we win the war and the Ottomans are defeated, we'll give you uh, what is Israel. Around the same time, so around the First World War was when nationalism was kind of introduced to Europe, and um, these the age of empires was declining. In the Austro-Hungarian Empire, there was a Jewish man who came up with this new uh, idea, which is what we now today know as Zionism, but it's basically Jewish nationalism. The idea was that uh, Jews in Europe are always going to be endangered and also cannot completely integrate with European society, so they need an independent homeland. And the British were promising everything to everyone, so they promised Israel to them as well. The Jews... Uh, and so bef- between the Second World War and the First World War, basically, the, it was just a statement that like within 10 years, we will uh, divide Israel between the Palestinians and the new Jewish community. So there were already Jews in Palestine, but, the, but there were European Jews that were intending on coming to Palestine. So they were saying, we'll give you, uh, we'll sort of divide up the state. But that was just an excuse because... They didn't really know how to do it. And it was almost impossible to do anyways. But European Jews started coming into Palestine. Initially, they started buying land in Palestine uh, from absentee uh, landlords who basically had retreated after the Ottoman Empire fell. So they decided to like uh, sell off the land to um, uh, relatively wealthy Jewish migrants from Europe. And... But most of the people working on the farms of this land were uh, Arab Palestinians, uh, basically Muslims. And that's where like the first sort of conflict began because pre pre during the Ottoman uh, during the Ottoman days, I'm sure there were like low time uh, issues between Palestinians and the uh, Jewish people that lived there, but it was nothing too intense. Like they lived peacefully. It was only after, uh, basically, uh, the immigration that um, things started to uh, get a little hectic, let's just say. So, so anyway, so that happens. The Second World War then takes place, and Palestine, or what was Palestine then, was relatively calm during World War II. Bizarrely, it was one of the most peaceful places at the time because the rest of the world was on fire. 
So the Second World War ends and Israeli uh, Zionists or Jews now say, okay, now it's time for us to get Israel, uh, what Palestine to form into Israel. Arabs, Palestinian Arabs disagreed. They said that this is our land. You have come here as you're foreigners to this. So we're not going to let you do this. And Arab nations alongside of them, like the, your Egypt, Lebanon, they all, uh, they all sided with the Palestinians. And then the first war took place in 1948. What ended up, basically, the, what ended up happening was that Israel won comprehensively. And um, what Palestinians, call, Palestinians today call... Why were they backed up by other nations? They were... US or... Look, there's that too, but they were just better at it than the Palestinians. The Arab armies were not prepared for... Israelis were sort of... And also they were highly motivated because they had just experienced the Holocaust. So the need to get an independent homeland was was very strong for them. So they... I think the motivation itself helped them a lot. And they won. But one of the big... Uh, one of the big problems that happened during the war was that a lot of Palestinians had to escape Israel and became refugees. Now, this is where the controversy comes in, which I'm not going to get into, but some accounts say that Israelis pushed them out. A lot of the accounts say that, and you, if you believe that, then you wouldn't be crazy. But some people dispute that, that they left on their own accord because of the war itself, that it was too uncertain for them. But anyways, whatever what, whatever side you fall on to, the fact was that about 4 million Palestinians had to flee Israel until today they remain refugees. And when people... Where are they? In different places. So they initially moved to surrounding Arab countries, but now they live in Australia, they live in the US. They still have a passport that is given to them by the United Nations because they demand that they eventually want to go back to Israel. So a lot of countries offer them citizenship, some countries don't, but they don't want to take to citizenship because they want to go back to Israel. So that's what the right to return is called, the refugees wanting to go back to Israel. Israel till today does not allow this because of demographic differences. There's about 5 million of them. There's total 5 million Jewish Israelis. So they feel that we're going to, this is not going to be great for us. So that's one of the, one of the key issues. And that started in 1948. And Palestinians call it the Nakba, which is um, the <coughs> catastrophe because they just had to like, they basically Sorry. lost a lot of their land and they had to flee. Anyways, from 1948 to about 1967, Israeli Jews tried to come up with a two-state solution at that point. They wanted this matter to end. However, the Palestinian and the Arab position was that you're, you, the, why should we like, uh, why should we agree with you? Because we are morally right and this was our land. It's basically the kind of argument that um, indigenous communities would make. Like, why do we even have to negotiate with you? This was our land, you took it away from us. So morally, they may be right or wrong, but that's the position they took. To the point where um, around 1965, there was another war um, that was between the Israelis, the on behalf of the Palestinians and the Palestinians, uh, along with Egypt, Lebanon, Syria, and again, Israel won that war quite comprehensively. Actually, initially they were kind of losing, but then they won the war. And they ended up taking over huge swaths of land, which was not just Israel, but it, was, it included what, um, what was Syrian Golan Heights and, uh, and the Sinai Peninsula, which was belonging to Egypt. So they took... No need to make up countries. <laughs> so they, they took yeah, up... Egypt. Huge swaths <laughs> of land in both of these areas. 
And understandably, Syria and Egypt were like both freaked out. And also some parts of Jordan. So all three countries Damn. were freaked out. That you shit. own a country. Fuck. <laughs> so they were freaked out that um, uh, our, uh, our lands are taken over. So they quickly came up with a resolution with Israel. Israel basically said that you recognize us as a legitimate state and we will give you uh, this land back. Actually, sorry, Israel didn't say that. The U.S. and the United Nations kind of asked them to do it. So that ends up happening. And then Egypt, uh, Syria, they all recognize. They're one of the few countries that have recognized Israel. Because Israel till today has not been recognized by, I would like to say, a majority of Muslim countries, including Pakistan. Like if you look at our passport, it says this passport is valid for every country except for Israel. (laughs) Straight up, it says that. So Pakistan still hasn't recognized it and most other countries. But Egypt, because they had to take their land back, they ended up recognizing Israel. Then... There was the 19th, basically then uh, they were sort of defeated and they didn't know what to do. In 1974, they launched a surprise attack on Israel, which is called the Yom Kippur War. And in the Yom Kippur War, Israel actually came pretty close to getting defeated, but they ended up again defeating their Arab uh, Arab neighbors and Palestinians and again took over most of what is Israel today. And that was essentially the end of aggressive moves from Arab countries in the sense that countries like Egypt with using their state militaries to launch an invasion into Israel to take it because they were just essentially defeated. That was a strategy that wasn't working. And but that, also they've got nukes now. They've got nukes, but I think... Who? Palestine. Israel oh, has nukes now, which are not... I don't uh, think Palestine has missiles. I don't, right. Palestine does not have a lot. But basically what ended up happening after 1974 was that... Uh, Israel came to the conclusion that we're more advanced than them. We're better at war. Fuck them, kind of thing. As in, like, every time we try to negotiate to come up with a two-state solution, we we end up going towards violence as well. And they are not completely wrong about this because the Palestinian position, again, was that this is not your land, fuck off. Specifically referring not to Jews in general, there were a lot of Jews and a lot of Palestinians, and not when when I say Palestinians, not just Muslims, Christians as well. So Christians and Muslims were on one side, and so they're they're okay with the Jews that were living there before 1948, but they wanted the foreign Jews or the immigrant Jews to go back, and essentially, then you've basically you've been living in a stalemate, stalemate in the sense that no Arab country around them is strong enough or has the even the political motivation to attack Israel. So the only thing that was left then was the Palestinians because they were like, well, we still have this problem. So then you then we move into the uh, era of militancy. When they started launching attacks on Israel to achieve, um, to, to basically get some of their rights and all that stuff back. Around after 1967, the international community basically decided, look, Israel is going to stay there. You can't kick them out completely. Uh, The U.S. supported Israel a lot by this point now. Uh, And they said that we need a two-state solution. Why did they support Israel? Well, from U.S.'s perspective, particularly after these wars, what the U.S. realized was clearly they are the supreme power in that area at the moment. So we'd rather side with a country that is that has the has demonstrated the capability to win wars then side with countries that have lost these wars so just choosing the best partner in that way the other thing is like 
straight up like there's a lot of influential uh there's a huge influential jewish community in the u.s that uh lobbies very effectively for um u.s's uh, support f- uh for israel and one of the other points that actually a lot of people well some people might not know is that the evangelical community in uh in the in the u.s supports israel too because of that sort of uh, crossover right because history i mean it's the christian history as well right there they interestingly so so the christians believe that uh in order for the christ to come back evangelical christians but in order for christ to come back and usher in you know uh, the kingdom what whatever the you know that the second coming uh, yeah second coming of christ one of the requirements apparently is that jews need to be in control of israel so they just do it for straight up th- theological reasons. Mm. So they're like really often are really pro-Israel, but are anti-Jewish, <laughs> which is a, if like it's a thing. Bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. So that's why the U.S. supports Israel. Um, and so they came up with the U.S. along with the international community and the United Nations basically came up with the conclusion that the only way to solve this is a two-state solution. Two-state solution is uh, which is becoming incredible incredibly difficult now but basically they said what is today the gaza strip uh and the uh, west bank territories and east jerusalem will belong to um palestine, uh, palestine and west jerusalem tel aviv and all of that area will belong to israel and essentially that's what the international community since then has been trying to achieve but at this point it is becoming very difficult to even achieve that because on one hand these uh these areas are not like together they're sort of disjointed yeah. uh, and so you would have to really do a lot of land swaps and jewish community in israel don't want that because they believe that they uh, they have like a historical right to even the west bank uh, territories so they constantly keep moving into west bank territories which is illegal in international law, but is rife in Israel. They have moved there just to basically make sure that um, this area never goes to Palestine. I've seen the vice doco. And that's what's, that's what's causing the issue now. Most Muslim countries and the non-emotional Arabs, if you ask them today what the solution is, they would agree to a two-state solution because it's... There's just no way you can you can kick Israel or Israeli Jews back to Europe. Or it's it's just it's impossible now. They're too strong in everything, so they would agree to a two-state solution. Israel is does not necessarily want that because they're like, look, we've managed to pacify most of these Arab countries. The only people that are now left are the Palestinians, and um, what's the real need? for doing this like we can we can get away with it and the other problem is from their perspective and this is me trying to be neutral from their perspective they tried to do that with gaza and they ended up creating a territory that was pretty hostile to israeli uh, israeli interests so they look at it as like if we do create another state then they're going to be constantly fighting with us so what's the point we maintain control and we make sure that we are uh that we keep them you know in line how many Palestinians are there? Um, in in Israel, so in Israel and Palestinian territories. In Israel, there's the twenty percent of the population is Israeli Arab now, and then outside of it, there's about three to four million people. So, 
there's five million Jews and about three to four million, uh, um, three to four million um, Palestinians that live in the Palestinian territories in Gaza, and about another, I think, million that live in Israel today. So there'll be about even Stephen or maybe even the Palestinians would go slightly. I'll tell you what the solution is: <laughs> citizenship. Well, they—that's the problem. Just make it all Israel. And then make the Palestinians go into Israel, and then they vote in their guys into. Parliament. That's the ideal solution. But then I that's suppose the most, that that's the ultimate. Then they lose their identity, right? Though they they lose their. They would. They yeah, don't but agree they to that. They gain them. political influence, and they gain what? Forty percent of seats. That's why Israelis don't want that. Of course, they, they don't, don't want to do that. They because they're oh. like. If I was them, I would be signing up for that deal. That's what John Kerry's position was when this was when John Kerry during the Iran nuclear deal said that either Israel is um, uh, democratic, in which case it cannot be Jewish because of the huge population of Palestinians, or you go for a two-state solution. There's no, there's. You can't. There's no other solution over Just here. Just keeping them in stasis. So, f- the the right wing government of Israel is. How about there's another solution? We don't do any of that. We just keep the status quo. So, well, that's what the, is what, what's what's the opposition there called? Something like the the Shantarist Alliance. I have it? no idea. In Israel, yeah. well, but look, probably run by Rex Corner. This is uh, who? Some senator. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember what the name of the party is, but Israeli <laughs> politics is super fragmented now, and the right wing maintains control. But in defense of the right wing, even the center left parties in Israel have not been able to come up with a very great conclusion to this problem. Well, what's their conclusion? They would be more willing to do the two state solution. Like Shimon Peres um, uh, and the Palestinian Liberal or- uh, Liberation Organization almost came up during the Clinton days almost came up with a resolution, but that got sabotaged. So basically now you've got a situation where you've got one of the most powerful armies in the world, which well, is Hang Israel. on, why were they shaking hands with Jimmy Carter? What was that about? Because they're always, the, the, those were the Camp David Accords. So they're always, the US is always trying to broker a deal. Kibbutz. Go on. But mm-hmm. the deal is, <laughs> is always pretty unfavorable towards the Palestinians. And so it ends up getting... It ends up not working because it, this is a really emotional issue for Palestinians. Like they, and I, I if if anyone like if I I don't know how to like uh, convince you of this, they will before they accept complete domination of Israel, all of them will have to die. They will. It's just too emotionally what strong do you make of that point? issue. Just not to interrupt, but that's an interesting uh, you point. You only need to move six percent of the settlers to have a state. That's about. I know and. And 6%. I wish that wait, that wait, wait, happens. Wait, what did he say? You That's only need my, to move. Uh, like uh, the, the the fact that all of these different communities are intermeshed with one another, and it'll be difficult to create two states. So he's basically saying that you need to move a certain people into different well, areas. Said. Well, basically, you said. Well, you uh, said. He's talking about land swaps. I would love that. That's but not a high I number. I don't know if that's going to be possible because a lot of Jews that now live in uh, the West Bank territories are not keen on this idea at all. They've formed like entire cities over there. It's 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 gonna be it's gonna have to be a very grand solution that everyone's on board for. And it seems to be not happening at the moment. Well can they get citizenship in Israel or not? Yeah. Not the West Bank territory people. They can't. Oh. They can't. Well why don't they just move into another territory and slowly get in? Israel has literally put up walls. That's what the whole Gaza thing is. Oh, like so there's a massive wall. Wait so how many like so how many Palestinians live in like in what is considered 
uh, Israel, Israel. It's about twenty percent of the population, so I'm guessing one million, maybe slightly I mean, less than that. So it's like but the, those those is those Arab Israelis have citizenship. But the move to for an extra six percent doesn't seem like a dramatic move, well, considering there's already twenty. Saying, and I don't know his his details, but I think but it's not as simple as just moving six percent. Right. First of all, how the fuck do you convince that six percent people to move? So right now, all you have is a very very strong army in the uh, in Israel is basically versing one of the most least equipped and poor people which is the Palestinians. They've got no one. Even their Arab states have sort of abandoned them. And they keep fighting. They know that they're losing, but they're, and they, all, they end up, even a small thing, like this current conflict started with literally, Miss Love, four people, four families, four to five families being evacuated in a suburb called Sheikh Jarrah, which is in the Palestinian territories. Mm. Do you reckon that if Netanyahu was out, there would be something more productive happening? It's there just might that he's be. just been there for so long. Permanent John because Allen. he gets his. St- Israelis do not have an appetite to compromise. They are they're becoming like quite because they keep winning these wars. They've become really um, headstrong. Arrogant is one word that they they're saying we don't need to do any of this shit. So if Israel if Netanyahu, so Netanyahu is like in no mood to compromise. He they think that they can muscle them. And they feel that the uh, the strategy of muscling them is more effective than compromising with them. Do you think that if Netanyahu, because he's an old man now, when he finally dies, do you think that his party will be weak? Because that's no, his opinion. No, what Net- Netanyahu? Yeah, really? yeah. Okay, this is how I'm going to compare it. Netanyahu is basically Malcolm Turnbull that is being hostage to one nation in the parliament not agreeing with him and getting rid of his government. So he himself is not a crazy Yahoo, even though his name is Netanyahu. Damn. But he is representing an increasingly growing right-wing Jewish population that is in no mood to compromise. They believe all of Israel is theirs, including uh, areas that they took from Syria called the Golan Heights. Like they even believe that's Wait, theirs. can you say that again with the, with the uh, comparison to T- Turnbull just one more time? So Netanyahu is not necessarily ideologically super right-wing Jewish. Right. But he is in government and most of his strength comes from ultra right-wing factions right, right. in Israel <clears throat> who have no appetite to compromise with Palestinians. They believe in literally muscling them. And I don't want to go... the two powers to- there that are brokering politics, is it theologians and uh, banks... I don't know about banks because corporate interest, I don't think is, it's basically, uh, yeah, people that are like super theological and uh, essentially uh, Jewish nationalists, like who might really? be so really money's secular. money's not an issue. No, money is not an issue. Right now it's about land. It's about who owns yeah. this territory. So it's not necessarily about money at the moment, but. It's really weird, isn't it? Because it's kind of like a medieval conflict. But it's not. I want to. I want to stress this because it is not. Uh, sometimes we assume that oh, Israel and Palestine have been fighting since the beginning. Not true. Like it was actually relatively peaceful <laughs> for most of its. Uh, I mean, me. there were always. You go way back into history when the Jews were. Um, no, were, but it's not about resource extraction or anything. 
No. It's kind of just this... It's real estate. Like, uh, yeah, real estate, and it's our God-given right that we have this real estate. Yeah. So, uh, West Bank Territory... Well, sorry, uh, yeah, West Bank Territories, one of the suburbs in that area is Sheikh Jarrah, which should technically, according to international law, should be part of what would be a Palestinian state. So, uh, the Israeli government started... Um, Basically, we're trying to get rid of a few Palestinians that lived in one of the prime areas based on the... So Jordan had initially given those Palestinians the right to live over there. But Israel was saying, this is Israel. Like <laughs> Jordan doesn't have right to give you anything. And it sort of counters international law by saying, yeah, okay, so technically, if it's a state, then we're not supposed to take, take it over. However, Palestine is not a state, so we can legally take over and so they start forcefully, we're trying to remove about five families out of the suburb, which was essentially a property dispute. Um, and from the Palestinian perspective, it was like, we've been living here since fucking forever. You can't kick us out. And they, again, the right-wing government of Netanyahu was like, muscle them, like, take them out. And that's what triggered the entire conflict. Really? So really, if they just the gave five apartments, everything would be fine. Israel is saying that they tried to do that, but Palestinians are saying that uh, the deal wasn't good enough, and plus we don't want to move from our uh, ancestral... Well, they're not... Plus, it's not like everything would be... This, this, is a, this is a long conflict. I wouldn't say it's everything would be fine. It's like been an ongoing... No, but if Spanian was there advising the government, being like, okay, this is how you get housing commission, surely everything would have been alleviated. Well, Spaniard can I fix any problem, but we can't get him everywhere, can we? Yeah, it was a matter true. of five families. Loo, unfortunately. Mm, great, it's a great area. Sorry. It was a matter <laughs> of five families. Israel could have, but it's, I think it's the, and this is, I guess, my opinion, but the strategy of muscling Palestinians is not going to work. Like, you'll always be considered an evil tyrant. As, like, as long as your policy is that they just crush care. them. They're going to go a Genghis Khan on this situation. Isn't their stance, yeah, we're tyrants, so? They wouldn't openly admit it, but basically, yeah. And there's massive public support in Israel for that, too. That's another point. It's not just Netanyahu. You ask a lot of Israelis today, and they would say that there is no other way but to fight. And you go to Palestinians and they would say there's no other way but to I fight. mean, uh, the army is mandatory in Israel, right? Yeah. It's mandatory. Is it mandatory in Palestine? They don't have an they army. They don't think they have an army, dude. What have oh, they got? Sorry. India's got a way. Do you oh. mind? Thanks. So. Um, look. Good girl. How good is she? Oh, she's, th she's thirsty. Look. Look, that was a good. That was a good uh, synopsis. I actually have a book that my dad got me in just after high school, and it's called "My Israel Question," and it's just a supposed to be a uh, basically what you've just given, like a history of the situation, and it's basically my Toad Rage Three because I never got around. I still haven't gotten around to reading it, but I'll read it one day. Maybe, hopefully. Uh, look, yeah. <sighs> sure. What's, 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 what's the Biden administration's stance on it? Cause I saw, I saw Biden, uh, is his situation the same as, um, Obama's and being like two state solution? Basically. That. Right. But right, at this right. point, the, the idea of a two state solution is just 
like a like, phrase. Yeah, it's yeah. Nothing. Like it's like uh, yeah, it's like it's like just a talking point where it's like, well, how would you? It's 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 not gonna stay that way if they keep. It's just like they're not serious about a two state solution. Like they're right, just saying right, that right. to like tell all the Muslims that you know we're still trying. But really, they're not really doing anything about it. Basically, but they're but just, it's either gonna be just actually, towing anything that Israel says. But it's going to have to be a two-state solution, or I would imagine, or uh, the situation of granting citizenship, like making it. I don't think uh, Israel would ever agree to the granting. But citizenship. But there is there is that like I feel like Which there is, is why that it's deep like, apartheid state because ideally you'd want the state to you know like usually when there's a conflict, let's say apartheid meaning it's split. Meaning it's split, but they've almost purposely kept it that way because they don't want to give citizenship to all the other Palestinians. But there is, I, I feel like <clears throat> there is that sort of, it seems like, what's uh, the word I'm looking for? Damn, she's thirsty. It seems like a, uh, there, there's, there's, a, there's a, a history of hostility that I, I from the outside looking in, it seems as though it just doesn't seem like there's a simple answer by any means because it's like there's there's that, there's that there is a simple answer, but there's that I mean, history like will they there's that history of like hatred towards each other, correct? The history is not that long. There's more of a history of hatred between Christians and Jews than there is of Muslims right. and Jews, or for that matter, sure, Muslims and Christians have a longer history of hatred than Muslims and Jews. Sure, but so this is it's not like this. This is the other thing that a lot of people just say it's too complicated. It's really not that complicated. It just, mm. this is what happens when you've got a massive power imbalance. Like one side is just infinitely stronger than the other side. So you don't think there's an ingrained hatred that is- uh, that I'll, I'll give you an example. So at one point in mid 2000s, Israel launched an attack on South Lebanon, which was controlled by an organization called Hezbollah. And Israel badly lost that battle. Mm which was actually one of their first defeats in, in, in modern times. And you know what? They stopped fucking with them afterwards. Right. Because they were- I thought it was Hezbollah that's uh, fighting in, Pal in, in Palestine. Is that not right? They, they, they go for the Palestinian cause, but they're mostly based in South Lebanon. Oh. So when you've got a force, they defeated Israel in a guerrilla warfare, in guerrilla warfare. And since then, Israel has sort of backed off from South Lebanon. Right. And that's how you, that's how like these issues are decided. Just. A fight, yeah. whoever wins yeah. gets to keep it, right? right? But right now, the power imbalance is in insane. Mm -mm. Israelis are way stronger than um, than Palestinians, which is why even when it comes to like casualties, Palestinian casualties always dwarf yeah. Israeli casualties because yeah, Israel yeah. has fighter jets yeah. and like what uh, what Israel calls the Iron Dome, which is one of the most impressive um, um, uh, defense uh, uh, missile defense system that basically goes up and destroys all the rockets that are coming to. Right. So what you have is Hamas launching their shitty rocket that they smuggle, which basically yeah. falls somewhere in the, in, in before anything. And Israel comes with their like massive jets yeah. and pounds. Uh, but, you, but you really don't think that <clears throat> you think, so you think it's based on, on the power struggle, not a racial struggle. Is the, is the yeah. racial struggle just kind of like a smoke screen that people use? It's like, well, they hate each other. It's like, that's they, not, that's no not. One, not do you think that that's all struggles though? Probably. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah, a yeah, racial struggle. Right. It's straight up a power struggle. It's a, it's a, it's, I mean, for lack of better terms, it's kind of like what, you know, Australia and the indigenous population. Like, it's just, it's a power struggle. One of them is weak and the other right. is 
I would say that Palestinians definitely have a much stronger moral claim, but um, they've also hey. look. It's it, like, I, like I said, I don't want to go into. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't want to go into like the opinion aspects yeah, of because it because I have strong opinions, and yes, my strong opinions are anti-Israel. But like I've tried to be as neutral as possible in trying to explain the history. So it's it's up to you guys then to decide what you want to do. Like there's already uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that are saying I'm wrong and this is this is but it's wrong such a, and yeah, all it's that. Such a Palestinians also yeah, have a better legal claim too. Palestinians also I think have a better legal claim, but I think legality doesn't matter when you've got like a fighter jet, you know. Mm. Anyway, so it's up to you guys to decide what you want, but uh, I the only thing that I would hope is is that Israel rethinks its strategy of dealing with this issue. They're just being kind of mean at this point. <laughs> yeah, look. Uh, and if they too, think I'm they too. can suppress Palestinians by violence, I don't know how to emphasize this. That will not happen. You have to literally get rid of every single person to completely muscle through. Mm. There's no what what Israel is trying to achieve is not possible without a mass genocide. And the, uh, the, the Palestinians that live in Israel, I assume they live reasonably peacefully. Israel, they live in, because yeah, they live relatively peacefully because they're passive. They're not fighting. But every time an intifada happens or when there's like right now, those loyalties are very seriously challenged. And if you ask those Palestinians that live in Israel that are Israeli <coughs> Arabs about who you support in this situation, they would say that, look, we have a decent life in Israel, but we would always go for the Palestinians because it's an emotional response. It's not an intellectual response, which is why I'm saying that Israel can never muscle it because it's not a matter of, uh, it's, it's a matter of emotion. It's self-determination. Like it's, They'll all they'll all die before they'll give in, straight up. Heavy. Maybe I'll read that book finally. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this. How about we move? Like, let's do one more segment before uh, before we because I don't want to particularly end on this. So um, we've done the U. Okay, ah. Ellen DeGeneres show just ended. They canceled it for good. Why? How weird is... I think it wasn't getting any good ratings after the whole uh, controversy. Really? Uh, yeah. People got over it. No, that's not why. It no. must have been why. why? I swear. No, I, th I think she what was just... What else would it be? It was on for... Oh, what, yeah. Maybe you're right. Years? All right. Let me, let me read it? this article then from The Hollywood time. Reporter. Daytime's most recognizable face has decided her upcoming season, the show 19th, will be the last. The decision which fell to DeGeneres is... To have several years in the making, she informed her. So she is going, apparently the news is that she's going, she's decided to just do it herself, but that never happens. It's yeah, always, yeah, okay, so that's it's just always the, cover. the ratings, yeah. Um, Maybe she's just, yeah, she, that's it. She had a good run though, yeah. and she's a multi-millionaire. That's bizarre. All I'm saying is they should keep the set exactly the way it is. <laughs> Every time I look at that, I'm like, oh, that wooden ball is That's very nice. I hate and that get wooden James ball. James Corden. It's so like daytime TV, like. That's what it is. Like, I know it is, but I guess I guess that is like a dying thing. That, no, maybe you're right. It's just, it just gives me like PTSD to when all I could watch was Ready, Steady, Cook, you know, or like, you know, like Danos Direct. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 
What, so it makes you uncomfortable because it reminds you of Ready, Steady, Cook? Kind of, yeah. But that's why I like it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Look, I'm. You've won me over on this one. You've won me over on this one. Finally. (laughs) See, peace agreements can happen. (laughs) And also, I was watching Ellen the other day. I think I was too harsh on it. She's good. Finally. I think it was really coming into its form just when it was cancelled. Really? Typical. Was it exactly the same show? Like, was it any different? Was well, it the- apart from the fact that everyone was on a giant Skype screen. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think that it was pretty much the same show, surely. It was, was just it- her looking nervously into the camera, <laughs> not getting over the fact that she's been on TV yet. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the magic of she it. Probably- and how are they going to replace that? Who else is going to be nervous in front of a camera? How did she ever get a job? Wasn't she a comedian? Yeah. Was she a good comedian? No. Right. And she still isn't, but she right. still starts with an opening monologue. And that monologue is... So Does she still cool. say, y'all be nice to each other? I mean, I'm assuming that she does. Because what a... Put a show yeah. Many things. Because that was her entire brand. And it yeah. turns out it's she like was really, nice. really mean to everyone. Uh, I'm not surprised by it. Maybe she should have just made it. But isn't that what Hollywood's Hollywood was supposed to be like? I thought, yeah, I thought that's what Hollywood was supposed to be like. Hollywood's like, we raise you, we uh, we do pranks on you. Like I thought that's what you needed to do in Hollywood back in the day. Like when it was like Dershowitz and Brothers presents, yeah, true, the Knuckleheads. (laughs) Like that shit was mad. Dershowitz presents the Knuckleheads. Yeah, harden up Hollywood. That's what I say. Yeah, look, but (laughs) ratings are ratings. Yeah, yeah, true. If you I really don't know how you can survive, actually, that I think about it. If your entire audience are housewives mm. and you're known for being me. Yeah, that's not going to work. They don't watch me for a reason. Yeah. Unless she wants to get my audience of neckbeards. <laughs> and there's a simple solution to that, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ellen's show finishing is just the death knoll of, like, uh, mainstream TV. Well, I'm calling it. The internet might be getting bigger than mainstream TV. It's a big call, Miss Love. But look, <laughs> what do you say, my very successful uh, YouTuber Ellen friend? Ellen of Australia. That's right. But that's the thing. I'm just honest about the fact that I'm Ellen. Well, she's not honest that she's Ellen. So this, I just, it's just strange. That's what she, I reckon that they went the wrong way. She should have just rebranded. I guess it's just You're hard for me to believe it. And you like Ellen now? Yes, I do. I think because I found right. out she's mean. But I guess it's hard. <laughs> yeah, fair. I guess it's you like, both need empathy training. What's going on? Yeah, here? well, she definitely. I, needs I just find it training. hard to believe that the, the her ratings were down just because of that whole thing. Maybe maybe they were down. There is a possibility. Well, they, you know the other thing that I think they might be blaming it on COVID. Have you seen all of the nighttime talk show? Hosts yeah, everything's YouTube? bombing. Have you seen their views? Everything's bombing. George, Everything. As soon as they Norm. don't have an audience there laughing at them, yeah. and then it's just them talking to someone yes. on Skype, they may is as well it, be watching me talk to Kevin Rudd. You know what it is? It's insane. Like you, I was you know, check out Conan O'Brien's uh, yeah. channel. His interview no, yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, fucking um, uh, Phoebe Buffet from Friends. What's her name? Lisa Kudrow. Two very famous people. Horrible, right? Like ten thousand views, twenty thousand views. Yeah, like but again, equivalent it's to this fucking friends. podcast. No, but you know what yeah. happened? You know what's happened? Exactly what Jordan said, right? Because I've watched <clears throat> um like a few clips of like Cole Bear, even Bill Maher, dude. Even Bill Maher. 
I, I love Bill Maher, but I was watching all of... I've Actually, I got a lot of shit last night. I've got a lot of uh, hate from the fans, what? audience. Because I said Bill Maher was killing it. And they're like, you are very, very wrong. Bill Maher is not killing it. He is horrible. Yeah, but that's because, strangely, there's people that watch this podcast and also watch Vosh. I don't know what that crossover is I don't know about. what that is. It, maybe it's just the fact that Ali wears his hair like Vosh. I, I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what Vosh is, but... And you... It'd be so wrong if you did. Yeah, I'll just watch Porsche infomercials. Uh, but the point I was making was... <laughs> yes. I've watched all these guys to what you were saying without a laugh track. And... It's just that thing of The Simpsons where they started to rewrite Itchy, itchy and Scratchy and it's really boring. They're just like, beep, they turn it off and then it's like, and everyone goes outside and starts like running like those tires and like painting fences. And those shows, people are realizing. Suck. Yeah. Mm. Without the laugh track and without that energy. It's unwatchable, man. It's it's really unwatchable, which is a testament to people like you and like PewDiePie and stuff. No laugh track, none of that shit. That's how you started. You learn how to build. You have to. You have yeah, to. They keep- don't under- I don't understand how they haven't figured this out with all of their market research. Which replace the laugh track with a track. Yeah. You just have to put like a lo-fi hip hop beat in the background while you're talking. But there's a reason why. You know, everyone under 30 just lives on the net because they can get what they want when they want it from people that are catering to them specifically. They're not they're not accountable to, to any, you know, shareholder or industry or financer or, or TV station. It's obviously it's going to be better. It's, it's tailored to them from people that have started from there, started, you know, ta- like, by, by by making content for them, the only people that pay them are their audience. True that. It and was it inevitable. Also is testament to how dumb the American audience is. Probably that they were just <coughs> enamored for what fifty years with. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Come on, we were too. Though. Oh, he went there. We yeah, were too. I was, though. I was too. We watched Oprah. We watched. Uh, you know. Wait, did we watch Oprah? Well, we did. Uh, we did. Yeah. O- Oprah, Ready, Steady, Cook, Doctor Phil. Jerry Springer, all the hits. Like, that's all there was. And we ate yeah, it up. But I think that those shows would still be fine in the age of COVID. Maybe not Jerry Springer because he'd just be on <laughs> Skype being like, hey, he threw a chair. Okay, he's offline now. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about Jerry this possibility? Jerry does not know what the internet is. Let's not go crazy. What about this possibility that Ellen's numbers weren't down, but since the controversy... She just lost the will to do the show. Yeah, that's a very that's that is actually a possibility. Well, because she's sad that she gets hate mail. Yeah, and also like she was pretty used to it. I nah. imagine that before that she was so wholesome that internet trolls wouldn't even bother with Ellen. Mm. It would just be a bunch of six year olds dancing to Michael Jackson, and <laughs> only people watching that are going to be like, "Ah, oh, she can do it pretty good, I guess." <laughs> I think Ellen's been replaced by James Corden. Move well, on. the one that they were going to... That's actually a suggestion that was flying. You're right. But the other one that they were going to replace her with is Chelsea Handler. How weird is that? That they're like, Ellen's too mean. Let's replace her with the meanest the person, person in Hollywood. Yeah. Right. And how's that going to work for daytime TV? Hey, Jordan, are you Chelsea Handler of Australia? 
<laughs> who is she? I don't know who she is. I don't want to admit I'm, it, I'm but Googling. I am. I'm no, Googling. you're not. You're not. Chelsea, She's... look at me. I'm Chelsea Hand. <laughs> Wait, is this the uh, is this the uh, journalist you went after from the from SMH? No, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you like that mashup? What mashup? Someone fused your face onto her head, and I was like. Oh yeah, yeah, is yeah, it yeah. the same person? I Do I have to you. answer that? No, I did not like that match. <laughs> That's Chelsea Handler. Sorry. Miss. Yeah, look, dude, I am a boomer. I don't know who the fuck that is. And also, it, I think the only thing missing Good were, catch. Indy is really killing it. But yeah, you haven't slept with Fifty Cent, so you're not Chelsea Handler. <laughs> yeah, but there's still time. But can we all collectively agree that? And I know very controversial uh, opinion, more controversial than the Israel-Palestine conflict. The net might burn out free-to-air TV. Sorry. Sorry. Throw your daggers. Yeah, I don't know what it can compete with these days. Maybe high-budget reality TV shows. Yeah, yeah, And I can just milk that and put my face in between it, being like, huh, what an idiot. Anyway, like and subscribe. Exactly. So I'm still getting, like, that is insane. In this day and age, I'm getting 250,000 views for responding to television. Well, it's a weird, uh, you know, people still have the reptilian part of their brains, don't they? But, like, I'm just glad that. That's an insult. Well, he knows it. What? I don't think he's reacting to fucking, I don't think he's reacting to fucking maths being like, yeah, my best work. No, oh, maybe maybe my reaction what to the bachelor. What about the greatest doco of all time? That is what I think. Oh, for fuck's sake! What about the greatest doco of all times, where Jordan reacted to that Sky News doco with Malcolm Turnbull being uh, Kevin Rudd? From yeah, that was great. Show. Fly that undone. Was great knowing. Fly undone. Hey, has your fly open right now? I don't have it. Another one. That's the trick. <laughs> Short circuited the game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's uh, we're out of time. Um. Well. Be kind to each other. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and also love love each other, y'all. Love love each other. Thanks for oh, thanks for uh, tuning in. And if you want more of this goodies, or, or even more so, if you want the VIP experience, join up on Patreon. Yeah, friendly Geordie's podcast Patreon, and you will access deep dives. Basically, this, what this is, but no us more. being less scared. Yeah, much less scared because it's live. Yeah, if you want to hear our real views on Israel and Palestine, you <laughs> no, know where to go. The, it's probably not going to happen. No, no, no. Well, we don't have real views. It was all learning curve. But yeah, like, just <laughs> loves to afraid. Yeah. Gavin is awesome. Just admit it. And Al Jazeera over here is uh, also too afraid. Which, by the way, Jeez. Israel bombed. I know. Very unfortunate. There you go. You need All to right. look at the peace agreements. Just look at this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Hey.